Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay, and we're going to break down this week's NFL action and go over the Mount Rushmore of the NFC West. What a week of football it was. A bunch of craziness. I had a great time watching Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and tonight. What about you guys? I mean, I had a really good time. I felt like I had to talk you off the ledge most of the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, we need you back on the ledge. (laughs) Ryan, we need you in this podcast. Do not end it. Listen, we are recording this right now prior to the Monday night game, and I am all positive today. Aaron Jones will score 28 points. That's all I've been been talking into existence. I put it on every platform I could today. It's going to happen. Aaron Jones, I believe, saw that, and he knows. He's like, I'm doing this for Ryan Olsen. Yes, and that is exactly why he's going to go down in pregame warm-ups with a hamstring injury. <laughs> he's going to, like, fumble on the first play or something. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they don't I was play too the nervous. rest of the game. Score me minus two. Yeah. And then he has a sign-up. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> with his big sombrero on, yeah. Oh, so All right, well, let's get into Thursday night action. It was a San Francisco 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks, and the Niners... Beat them 21-13, and it, it, I feel like it wasn't even that close. Brock Purdy looked great, throwing Purdy passes all over the place to Kittle. Kittle had some monster touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gino tried to make a game of it, but he just came up short. He wasn't uh, as crisp as he usually is. And the Niners uh, aren't missing a beat without Jimmy or Trey Lance. Still looking very dominant. Uh, will be a force to reckon with in that NFC playoffs. Yeah, ten and four on the season now, and like you said, man, this last round pick of the NFL draft, Mister Irrelevant, is playing relevant football for these Forty ers They that whole offense is zooming up and down the field. To be honest with you, yes, indeed. Has Geno Smith like has he just regressed a ton? Like he he was like looking like Mister MVP, and now he is just not looking good at all. Well, I think he's playing tougher competition. I think he had a pretty easy schedule to start the year, and it's pretty brutal the last uh, few games and the finish of the year. No matter how bad he's looking, he is still playing better than the Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Matt Ryan. (laughs) This weekend, we had three games on Saturday, which just made my weekend even better, to be honest with you. And, And... I don't know if, like, Amazon Prime is pissed off at how great a couple of these Saturday games were and they can't get one good game on their (laughs) Thursday night football program. Because I was watching this and I was like, man, these Saturday games are becoming Thursday night football. Indianapolis Colts, 33, Minnesota Vikings, zero at half. And I don't remember the statistic completely. I don't know if you guys wrote it down, but it was like – a thousand and five hundred and twenty eight games to forty eight games, yep. Forty eight games to one loss and one tie when a team is leading by thirty or more points. So 
The if only you're the win, Colts. The only win was a playoff game with Buffalo and Houston with the coach, Frank Reich, led Oof. the Bills to a victory. Yep. So if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you're winning 33-0, to zero, you're going to that locker room at halftime and you're celebrating that victory. You won it. It's in the bag. We won this game. And then somewhere, Kirk Cousins woke up and went, wait a second, was this a noon game? Is this a nooner? <laughs> One o'clock? My bad, guys. <laughs> or I have a theory on this, too. Um, Kirk Cousins is a theory. The other theory is in halftime, Somebody up to Matt Ryan be like, you remember that time in the Super Bowl where you were up 28 to 3 and you lost? He's like, yeah. Man, I can't believe that happened. That never happened again. He's like, hold my beer. Oh, hold my beer. No, my theory is the Colts are all celebrating their victory at halftime and Matt Ryan's in the corner with his head between his knees going 28 and 3, 28 and 3. They're like, come on, Matt, relax. We got it. He's like, no, 28 and 3. And... <laughs> And then they go back out there, and they get three more points the entire game for 36, and the Minnesota Vikings get 39 points taken into overtime and winning the game on a field goal. That was a great football game to watch. That was very fun to watch. Uh, A couple of fun notes on this game. Jeff Saturday is the first coach ever to coach a game on a Saturday. So I thought that was interesting. The last name Saturday. Yes, correct. <laughs> Is anybody with the first name Saturday playing on a Saturday? <laughs> Have you met anybody named Saturday? That will be the next one to break. Okay. <laughs> All right. R- r- uh, records are meant to be broken. Uh, my family up in South Dakota are huge Vikings fans. So I was texting them, like, what has happened to the Vikings? Like, after like the first couple scores of the Colts, my dad was all mad and he literally stopped texting me until the end of the game where he was showing all these videos. My brother was uh, taping him, and they end up winning. He's like, they won, they won, I'm going to heaven. I said, Mike, save that video. That'll be a good one at his funeral right there. That'd be great. Uh, but the refs, you'll see a common theme in tonight. The refs were absolutely terrible this game. The Vikings had a defensive touchdown that was clearly a touchdown, got called back. Twice. Um, twice it happened, yes. They should have had two of them. Yep. One was like... Uh, how do they? They didn't call. They called him down, and he he fumbled it while he was running the ball. You could see it come out. <laughs> it no Everybody sense. on TV saw it, and they called him down by contact. It was it was so bad. But yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, uh, another another crazy note. You brought it up. Um, I just thought the if it. I don't know if it was the curse of Frank Reich or what, but. Um, he led that Bills team on that other 30-plus uh, point uh, vic- uh, comeback victory. Then they fire Frank Reich, and it's just interesting that they then the Colts turn around and on are on the losing end. And so I, I don't know. I thought that theory of uh, the curse of Frank Reich was pretty funny. Yes. Uh, next game after that uh, was not as good. We needed a, a cool-down match after that one, and so we got the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, Ravens looked pretty pitiful. Uh, they only scored three points. Browns didn't look much better, but they did score 13. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't have any turnovers, so um, he did lead the Browns to uh, that easy 
victory over the very injured Ravens. Yeah, it was uh, that was a pretty boring game in the in between two great games. The next one was the Bills beating the Dolphins 32-29. Just a slugfest back and forth all game, big plays. Yep. Very fun to watch. Two great receivers on the Dolphins side and Josh Allen looking like Josh Allen again finally and throwing throwing dimes all over the field, bombs to his tight end, um, big plays all around. Very fun game to watch. Um, and the Bills came out on top on that one. Um, and very, at the end of the game, it was snowing, and if you, they kept showing Josh Allen his uh, eyes and stuff because he was squinting because it was so hard to see because the snow was coming down so hard and blowing so hard there. Did anybody see the poetic justice of that game the bills and the dolphins because when the bills went to miami to play it was so hot in the way that stadium is designed the sun was on the bills that whole game and by the end of the game they were out of it and then the dolphins come to buffalo and the game's close throughout and then once that snow started coming down they were out of it so i noticed that poeticness behind those two matchups this season just thought that was funny how the home field stadium played advantages in both wins it that sure did john <laughs> moving on home field advantage <laughs> moving on now to the chiefs versus the texans what's that ryan chiefs won 30 to the texans 24 <laughs> Patrick Mahomes set a record, I think, for most completions or percentage, highest completion percentage in an NFL game with, like, 40-plus attempts. 36 completions to 41 attempts, 336 yards and two touchdowns. Um, wasn't a pretty win by by today's Chiefs standards, but overall was a win, and they clinched the AFC West for the seventh year in a row. So very impressive run by the Chiefs. I tell you what, these Texans are really pissing off some really fan, <laughs> good team fan bases because they're supposed to be terrible, and they almost beat the Cowboys last week, and uh, now they almost beat the Chiefs. Um, why is it that the Chiefs always play to the level of everybody they play? Why can't they just blow people out they're supposed to blow out? I don't get it. That's the uh, head coaching strategy of Andy Reid. <laughs> Ever play better than the team you play, and then when you get a lead, you turn down the acceleration from like nine, nine to one. Like you just say, <laughs> let's slow down our play calling. Let's not run up the score. Let's play to their level, and then let's get the victory. You know, maybe he's preparing them for the playoffs and trying to get some close games in here. So when they go in the playoffs, they know how to win a close game. Maybe. Could be. I mean, they did a really good job managing that uh, fourth quarter, not running down the field and scoring right away. I thought they did a very good job with <laughs> fourth quarter game clock management because normally they just get the ball and they score within 10 seconds and give all the time back to the other team. I can't wait to talk about game clock management in a couple games here, but I'll let Jay <laughs> go first. I All I have to say is that Chiefs game, I was so stressed, and I was watching that with my kids and – they were stressed right alongside me, and so when the Chiefs finally got the victory, we were screaming excited, and I'm like, why Why was it so hard to beat the Texans? Like, oh, it just didn't make sense to me. Oh, man. 
but a game that does make sense. The Eagles win again. They are 13-1. and They have the best record in the NFL. They beat the Chicago Bears 25-20. to uh, Jalen Hurts um, ran for three scores. Um, uh, so he had no passing touchdowns, but he did have three rushing touchdowns. Um, and so, yeah, people call Jalen Hurts. It, it was a mediocre day for him. It's 315 passing yards, two interceptions, and three rushing scores. Uh, I, I can't believe that people call that mediocre. J- Jalen Hurts still still looks good, still, in my opinion, is commanding that MVP vote. And uh, they uh, the Bears tried their best to uh, uh, even the score and try to win, but they, they – they could not uh, defeat the Eagles. Yeah, Justin Fields had an unbelievable run that uh, he just barely stepped out on and got yep. a touchdown on, but it was unreal, that guy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Speaking of unreal, Lions beat the Jets 2017. Uh, we just keep falling. The Jets do. Um, playoffs are looking a little bleak here. I, th- I still think they have a chance. We are supposed to win this one, though. Uh, very poor officiating game again, uh, but the Jets had a chance nonetheless in the fourth quarter with three timeouts and a minute and a half to go. Zach Wilson was playing pretty good. Uh, he went uh, through for 300 or uh, 317 yards and two touchdowns, but he was making some big plays and he took them down the field and uh, kept throwing these bombs in the middle of the field, and they were gaining yards and gaining yards, and they just never wanted to call one of their three timeouts, and they ran out of time. Had to kick a very long field goal, and he missed it. I think if they would have took some timeouts, they probably could have got it, uh, maybe scored a touchdown or something. I don't know what they were trying to do there, not taking any timeouts. Very, very dumb. Uh, but Detroit, uh, they scratched and clawed their way to a victory, and they are – on the outside looking in and a wild card, and everybody wants them to make it. I hope they do, too. Yeah, I think the Lions started 1-6 and six on the year. Now they are in a 6-1 and one run, so they have been hot as of late. Whatever they figured out is uh, working for them. So keep it going, Dan Campbell. Uh, something I read about this game, It's it was a pretty high-scoring game, and so for fantasy purposes, you see that score and you're like, man, you know, who did it for Detroit? Was it DeAndre Swift? Was it Jamal Williams? And who did it for the Jets? Is it Garrett Wilson, Zonovan Knight? And it's, no, it was the, it was the, the tight ends, CJ Uzoma and Brock Wright for the Lions. Uh, both were only started in 1% of lineups and they combined for 92 yards and three touchdowns. So, uh, very disappointing for some uh, some of those fantasy players. Yeah, that's fantastic. John, why don't you go on to the next game? Yeah, whenever Brock Wright caught that ball and went 51 yards to the house, I was just like, what are the Jets doing? Are they like just so amazed this guy caught the ball and he's just yeah. running in? Like They were just like, wow, oh, crap. <laughs> just amazed me how easy that looked for Brock White to get a 51-yard screen pass touchdown all the way to the house. Did that amaze you, Ryan? Uh, the next game on the docket, uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> beating Carolina 24-16. to John, you got any insight on that game? You know, 
it kind of looked like at moments Zach Wilson looked like Sam Darnold for a little bit during that last game with the Jets. And then there were some moments he looked like good Sam Darnold. So I'm wondering how Zach Wilson's going to keep developing. You know, Najee Harris looked good in that Pittsburgh game. And amazingly enough, Carolina losing that game still has playoff hope in that terrible, terrible NFC division. Is it going to make you mad, Ryan, when the Jets have a better record than the winning NFC South team? John, they already <laughs> will have a better record than the winning <laughs> NFC South team. And then that team makes the division and the Jets don't? Is that going to make you mad? It's already happened. It's, it's going to happen to several teams this year, John. <laughs> I think yeah, the no- whole NFL is mad. There are people who are literally like, why are we letting one of these teams in the playoffs. Look, and they all look terrible. Why are we letting terrible. one of them in? It's a shame. Atlanta a shame. gave up. Atlanta gave up, and they're still in the race. They didn't <laughs> want to be in it. They gave up, and they're still in it. <laughs> they let Marcus Mariota just walk away. <laughs> Jay, why don't you cover that Atlanta game here? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so we do have the Falcons and the Saints. Um, Falcons lost uh, 18 to the Saints, 21 um, like they said, this was a uh, career start for uh, Desmond Ritter. They had uh, benched Marcus Mariota. Um, he did end up going on IR. He's going to have some knee surgery. Um, but everyone says that's just because he got benched. And rightly so. He was uh, he was definitely someone keeping the Falcons relevant. And they just wanted to give up and see what they have in Desmond Ritter. And what they had was not very pretty looking. Uh, he was 13 for 26 on for 97 <laughs> yards. But Tyler Algier had a great game, 17 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, not a lot of people had Tyler Algier in their fantasy playoffs either. Jay, I, I know it's probably not going to come through on the podcast like this, but your thing keeps skipping and you sound like a robot. And then it catches up really fast when you sound like the <laughs> Micro Machine guy. <laughs> so funny. You talk so fast. You are making this podcast amazing tonight. Oh. For me and John, anyway. Oh, Talking about like poor clock management. I know, I know we talked about the Jets having terrible clock management at the end, but the Falcons trying to get that game-winning drive at the end. I don't know if you guys watched that, but it was like, Five seconds left. They're at the, maybe the 40, 50-yard line, and Desmond Ritter has to throw a Hail Mary to the end zone. And he scrambles. But, but instead, he scrambles. <laughs> <laughs> and me and my wife it. are watching the game, and we're like, just so confused. Like, what are you doing? And then he's like <laughs> scrambling with the ball, and like, and he's like, I'll just run out of bounds with zero seconds left on the clock. <laughs> the coach said, <laughs> don't. We like, the coach oh. told him, don't win. We want to lose. <laughs> You're a rookie. They will understand. I was like, oh, man, that's just dirty. So from one ugly game to a great game, the Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the Jaguars, beat the Cowboys 40-34, to and Trevor Lawrence just continues his tear and looks great, looking like why he should have been picked number one overall. Yeah. Uh, just They had a great game. They came from behind, won that game. Uh, beat the Cowboys and the Jaguars are on. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they still have a shot. But they would be very exciting. I think you got to watch out for them next year. I can say that for sure. Yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence, like you said, looked really good. I remember watching some of the game, and he went off on this scramble when he was trying to win in the fourth quarter. And he's running with that ball. He's going to get the first down. He's going to get a field goal range. He spins past a defender, and I go, Trevor Lawrence is a 
God. And then the very next second, not even a full <laughs> second, he gets hit and he just squirts the ball out of his arms. It gives it right back to the Cowboys. I think Mike, Michael Parsons recovered. And in that second, I look like the biggest idiot in my chair. <laughs> Going, Trevor Lawrence is a God. God. So, John, it, but, it just wasn't that second that you look like the biggest idiot, but... <laughs> Why are you mean to me? But yeah, I mean, he came back though. And they got they got him the ball back, and he got him back in the overtime, and then he won the game. So shout out to you, Trevor Lawrence. Very good game. Uh, I saw a meme that said Doug Peterson is the uh, is the king of Philadelphia by beating the Cowboys and getting them the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. He's done like, a great Doug, job in Jacksonville. I'll give it to him. Doug Peterson, still the king of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though, to oh, probably... I can't wait for this game. Probably the greatest game to play yesterday. We have the... Las Vegas Vegas against the New England Patriots. The and Vegas. we're talking about and we're talking about terrible <laughs> terrible game winning drives this week seem to be the theme. <laughs> yeah, man, if you missed that. So it's tied twenty four to twenty four. There's barely any time left on the clock. We're gonna hand the ball off and we're gonna take it into overtime. There's no hope for a touchdown. And so they do a draw play. So they hike it, stand in the pocket for a second. Then they hand it off to Stevenson. Stevenson finds a hole, takes it up the field. He's running like a wild man. It looks impressive. Oh, no, he's about to get tackled. He turns around. He says, let's do the lateral thing. Throws it to Jacoby Myers, I believe. He catches the ball. And then he says, oh, no, let's keep doing this lateral thing. And he throws it as far as he can to to a Patriots, but it wasn't the New England Patriots. Oh, it was oh, Chandler oh, oh. Jones of the Raiders. Uh, who was the Patriot he was trying to throw to? You? I did Mac not see that. Jones. Mac Jones. Wide open. <laughs> Out of all the guys, I could probably just house it from sixty yards. He throws it, tries to throw it to Mac Jones across. Do you the think field. Mac Jones was there like this? No. So Chandler Jones catches this ball out of the air and he just runs straight into the end zone for the Raiders clinching the win now you guys are going to say New England fumbled this but I think this was Bill Belichick giving it to Josh McDaniels saying thank you for all your years of service New England I did that for you (laughs) the only other time I saw a play like this to win a game on just stupidity was the Mississippi Mud Dogs and Bobby Boucher because he wanted to drop kick a guy. He gave it to him and he scored the touchdown for the win. It's the only time I've ever seen it. Yeah, this this had the um, this was going to be the highlight of the Raiders season right here. That victory, they are going to ride that thing in the next season. That was the that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in an NFL game in my life, by far. That was now, amazing. Bi- I, lo- I love Belichick. it so much that it happened to the Patriots. It just made my whole day. Now, Bill Belichick will bench a guy who rushes for 200-plus yards, and he fumbles once, and he'll put him on the bench. I can't imagine what he's going to be doing to the people who executed that final play. Oh, Yeah, I can't imagine what that locker room was like afterwards because that just pretty much ruined their chance of a playoff spot right there, too. Yep. All right, let's move on, Jay. Well... Speaking of uh, 
trying to get a playoff spot. The Denver Broncos had a victory this week. Um, and Russell no Wilson must ru- have been good, huh? And this was a game of the backups. It was a backup quarterback for the uh, Arizona Cardinals and a backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson out with injury, um, concussion protocol, and Colt McCoy, or not Colt McCoy, uh, Kyler Murray uh, shredded his knee and he is out the rest of the year. Um, Colt McCoy ended up getting a concussion and he left that game in the third quarter. The Broncos, they just played a better game. They had a better defense and a better backup quarterback in Brett um, Ripien. They win the game Rippin. 24 to Rippin. They win the game 24 to 15. Brett Rippin, the son of former Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Redskins, Mark Rippin. Is, uh, I did Rick, not know that, really. Well, now you know. Huh. Brett R- Rippian, if <laughs> you said his name. And then the uh, Cardinals had not only their backup quarterback, but they ended up having their backup backup quarterback, Trace McSorley, come in the game, and he did play McSorley really bad. <laughs> Real bad. So, so we're watching the game, and you know they're like, Colt McCoy is a quarterback, and my wife's like, you know their parents had to know that he was going to be a quarterback with oh, that yeah. name, Colt McCoy. Like, that's an amazing name. And also, you know, he gets hurt. They're like, now Trace McSorley comes into the game, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you think his parents were thinking about when they named him <laughs> Trace McSorley? <laughs> He's going to be a ranch hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, going on to the next one. This one was an ugly one. Tennessee Titans against the L.A. Chargers. And the Chargers won 17-14. Very ugly game. Uh, besides Derrick Henry uh, having a, a pretty good game, nobody really did anything. Uh, Ryan Tannehill came in and out of the game for the Tennessee Titans. But the Chargers came up victorious. Um, really a, a field position game. But the Chargers need that win big time. I was really hoping they were going to lose because the Jets would still have been looking pretty good for a playoff spot. But uh, they are in the driver's seat now. They just can't uh, win a little way, and they'll be fine. Yeah, Tennessee Titans are, what, on a four-game losing skid right now? And yep. yes. I don't know what it is this year, but the NFC South is terrible, but also the AFC South is terrible. Titans well, are 7-7, seven and seven, Jaguars are 6-8. and eight, So they're both in the hunt for a playoff spot. The Jaguars have a chance to win that division. That's their best right. chance of making the playoffs. That's what yep. I'm saying. So depending how this keeps going here, those two teams are going to be uh, slugging it to the, to the crown of the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to another team that's chugging away for the crown of the NFC South. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I put a John Gill guaranteed that they were going to win this game this week. And let me tell you something, folks. Halftime, 17 for the Buccaneers, Cincinnati Bengals 3. So I stopped watching, and I don't know how it turned out, but I'm sure it's a victory. <laughs> well, let me fill you in, John. <laughs> The Bengals ended up winning 34-23. to 23. Tampa Bay did nothing in the second half. They looked putrid. It was besides Horrible. the – oh, man, it was so bad. They looked so – I cannot believe how bad that team looks from last year to this year. It is, I just can't believe it. It's almost the same team. The main weapons are all the same, and they look that bad. It's just unbelievable what a head coach, what a head coach and a couple of guards missing can do. 
Yeah, I stopped watching at half, so I think they won in my book. I wrote it down as a W in my book. Then again, they didn't. They lost thirty-four to twenty-three. Joe, they had short field the whole game, and Joe Burrow threw a bunch of touchdown passes. According, awesome. According to the book I keep about the NFL and the standings, the Buccaneers are ten and one on the year. So <laughs> that is definitely not right. They had three oh. bye weeks. Poor John. Poor John. Well, a team that... And uh, Tom Brady had a perfect season in 07. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a game where the uh, playoff um, playoff implications were huge. Uh, New York Giants versus the Washington Commanders. Uh, this is another game where uh, bad officiating uh, ruled throughout, especially the ending, uh, robbing the Commanders of... Uh, in my opinion, uh, getting the deserved touchdown to tie the game. The Giants won that game 20 to 12. Um, it was a, it was a, there was definitely a, a, a defensive battle. Um, and Graham Gano kicked some amazing 50 yard field goals. And uh, Joey Sly also had a 51 yard field goal. It was the only game where the kickers were actually making field goals. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Giants win it. They are now in the driver's seat for uh, getting into the playoffs. Now, I watched this game last night, and Washington got screwed by the refs. They had bad. So Terry McLaurin was on. They were down trying to score a touchdown. Terry McLaurin was asked the ref if he was lined up on the line of scrimmage because the receiver has to be lined up on the line of scrimmage, and the ref tells him to move up a little bit. Says, gives him a thumbs up. The ref thumbs says, up. "You're good." Immediately throws the flag on him really? after they scored a touchdown. Yep, it was unbelievable. Then to win the to uh, get a touchdown to try to tie the game, uh, they were down by eight, but they had a chance to score and get a two point conversion. They throw to the end zone, and this guy is like hugging him from behind. They call no pass interference. It was two of the worst calls I've ever seen besides that fumble. Uh, in the game. It was unbelievable. I felt sorry for Washington. Um, clearly, the refs wanted the Giants to win that game. Yep. It was very bad. In <clears throat> the game going on tonight, the Rams and Packers just started. So, sorry, fans, you are not going to hear that uh, update. Um, but I'm going to speak in existence. Aaron Jones, what a night. Had 180 <laughs> yards rushing, three touchdowns, six catches for 74 yards, and I won. Throw my in another touchdown, why not? Come on! I, I won my fantasy matchup. Uh, I survived in the guillotine league. What a night for Ryan! I'm gonna be walking into to work tomorrow like Stone Cold entering an arena, or Vince McMahon. It's gonna be amazing. Well, let's go. The way you're talking about this game makes me believe that my Buccaneers are 10-1 and one on the year. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, the exact same thing. <laughs> Let's go to the NFC West Mount Rushmore. Woo. And, you know, I was going through this list tonight, and a couple of these teams, I didn't even have to look. I just, like, I knew the four right away. And then there's a couple I'm like, wow, this, this team has way more good players than I thought they had. And then there was a team I'm like, this team has nobody. Who am I going <laughs> to put on this Mount Rushmore? <laughs> So let's start. Let's finish it strong. So we'll start off with the team that I literally looked at their team. I'm like, oh my god, they got like two guys. Who am I going to put on this list? And that's the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh yuck! They've been around forever, and they got garbage on that team. I Obviously, had two people. That's all I could find was two people, yeah. and then I just really? had to. And then I was like, I guess I'll just default to 
some really old players that other people really like. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald is the one-on-one on their Number Mount one. Rushmore. He is on one of the best receivers of all time. Uh, he's definitely on there. The other guy I think is a no-brainer is a cornerback that played for him in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams, yep. Hall of Fame corner. He was amazing. It was like him and Deion Sanders back in the day. Those were the two guys. Um, and Rod Woodson, they were all unbelievable. And then it got tough. <laughs> then we'll have to discuss here because I got two names written down. I put Dan Deardorff down. Who <laughs> Same. <I read> Offensive <laughs> tackle, yeah. Dan Deardorff. I read it. He's a Hall of Famer. I read about him. He's not just a, a play-by or a color commentator. Yep. He's been on Monday Night Football. He he was the he was said to be the best offensive tackle during his time. Yep. Um and he's great. He was a great uh color commentator on watching games too growing up. But uh, I have him on the list. And the other guy I put on there. Um, I put Kurt Warner on there because he's the only person ever to help them go to a Super Bowl. And he did finish his career there, and he, he was very good to finish his career there. I know he wasn't there a long time, but they don't have a lot to choose from there. And <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to reach for somebody that – I'm going to go for a guy I know was very successful there and did something nobody else was able to do in that whole time. So I'm taking Kurt Warner. The only other name I wrote down was a safety. His name was Larry Wilson. But just so I was just reading all those names and I was like, there has to be someone else. And so then I wrote, so then I wrote down QB Kurt Warner. (laughs) I was like, he's, that's the last one. So yeah, Uh, that's how I did it too. Yeah. It's a rough team. I feel like that's going to be the hardest team. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be the hardest team to get four players on. I think we should do like a different Mount Rushmore (laughs) for people who shouldn't be on it. We would have a complete list here. Uh, The only other one I see here, he played a few years from him as a night train lane, um, dominant cornerback in the 50s. That would be the only other one I would think about putting on the list over Kurt Warner, but Kurt Warner did get him to a Super Bowl and put them back on the map for them to get back off the map. So. He did. He finally got them some winning seasons, and they've been pretty good since he was there. So that's their Arizona Cardinals, Mount Rushmore, Larry Fitzgerald, Aeneas Williams, Dan Deardorff, and Kurt Warner. Love it. All right, let's go to the Los Angeles Rams, formerly the St. Louis Rams, formerly the Los Angeles Rams, formerly the St. Louis Rams, and now the Los Angeles Rams. Got it. Got All right. it. <laughs> this one was tough, too, because I, I started writing names down, and then I went to look at their players. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about these guys. They have some They have some uh, very big names from back in the yes, day on this they team. they do. Um, and I'm going to start have, it off. I have nine names written down. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where we're going to go, so I'm just going to put nine of them on here. I, it was hard to keep a couple of these guys off the list. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to start it off the way I finished the last one. And I'm going to start off with Kurt Warner bringing <laughs> them a Super Bowl and the greatest show on turf. I'm putting Kurt Warner on their Mount Rushmore. Um, my next guy I was going to put on there is one of the best defensive players of all times, Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones. Yes, he was around before they started keeping stats on sacks. But legend has it 
that he would by far have the sack record if they kept that stat when he played. How they can't go back and watch those games and figure out how many sacks he had, I don't know. But The next player I have on there is a current player, Aaron Donald. For how dominant this guy's been in the league since he's been here, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably go down as the best defensive tackle ever to play. I had to put him on the list. And to finish my list off, it was very tough between two running backs, but I went with Eric Dickerson, who rushed for 2,000 yards, has the record for most rushing yards in a season, and was pretty much dominant every year he played for the Rams. Now there's a lot of debate on there. I didn't say Marshall Falk. I didn't say Isaac Merlin Bruce. Olson, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. So a lot of names on there I did not say. You guys disagree or want to switch anybody out on there? I have an argument about it. I mean, Orlando Pace, too. The oh, Orlando Pace. I didn't even think about him. Years. He was amazing. Uh, yeah, I had Orlando Pace written down, he's too. He's one John. you got to mention, too, and talk about. I mean, they've had a lot of talent with the Rams organization. Um, man. I don't know who I, you take off that list. I there. think Isaac Bruce is leading them in receiving yards in franchise history. So that's kind of huge. Um. <sighs> Every name I mean, you guys said, I, I wrote down. <laughs> I told you I had nine names here. Yeah. Um, Deacon Jones was my 101. Um, he's just a, he was just a, a, a great defensive end. Um, finished his career uh, when they started recording those sacks. Like I think he had like 20 sacks in his final season, and everyone was like, how many sacks did this guy have? I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. I I don't I don't know who we take off though. Dude, the um, only person I didn't even consider taking off of there is Aaron Donald for Orlando Pace, just because he's still playing. But he's at the end of his career, and he is going to go yeah, down. He's as a, the best defensive tackle of all time. I mean, he's been defensive player of the year like almost his entire career. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> so it's hard to take him off because you know how dominant and legacy he's going to have. All these guys. I mean, Deacon Jones, Aaron Donald, Eric Dickerson. If when you talk about those positions, those guys are always mentioned as one of the best in those positions. Yep. Of all time. And you I can't take they made a whole much. movie about Kurt Warner for God's sakes. You gotta <laughs> have him on the list. I know, but if you look at his career stats, they are not that impressive. <laughs> he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Greatest show on turf. His story is unbelievable. Um, I know, but if you look at his stats, they are not that impressive as a quarterback perspective. He had four four to five hot years, and uh, the rest of his years are straight garbage or an injury. So it's hard to put him over somebody like Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and these I don't people think, who produced. I don't know if year. I could put them in front of Kurt Warner, though. Um, I That's hard. That's tough. Yeah, I don't think I can. Isaac Bruce for sure not because Isaac Bruce most of his yards came before any of this happened, and and when it, they became the greatest show on turf, it was Tory Holt was the main guy over Isaac yeah. Bruce. I thought they would have never been a great show on turf though without Marshall Falk, man. Oh no, no, no. But I do. I put him and Dickerson in there, and I'm like Dickerson is. I mean, you, for if you all ask, we know, for all we know. We are one Trent Green concussion from not even talking about <laughs> Kurt Warner and watching Trent Green have the legacy that Kurt Warner true. has. This is true. For all we know, I mean, 
And for all we know, Drew Bledsoe, he will stay, he would have stayed <laughs> yep. in the Patriots. Come on, John. I mean, all right, we'll put all a vote on it. I vote man. Kurt Warner stays. I I vote Kurt Warner stays over those other guys. Okay. Mm. Jay, was there anybody on that list that you want to switch out? Nope. I, I'm just glad we got to talk about everyone else. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams, Mount Rushmore, Kurt Warner, Deacon Jones, Aaron Donald, and Eric Dickerson. Now let's move on to a team that I started researching, and I'm like, holy cow, do these guys have a lot of good players. That's the Seattle Seahawks. I did not see it coming. Yeah. In fact, I only I only wrote two names down because I couldn't decide who to put for the other two. I just don't know. So I'm hoping you guys can help me with it. Uh, the first two names I put on there, to me, are the two no-brainers, and that's Steve Largent, wide receiver, the yep. greatest white receiver of all time, Yep. and Russell <laughs> Wilson, uh, obviously their best quarterback, one of them Super Bowls. Uh, he's got to be on the list, as much as weird he is. But then I got... Then I have uh, five names written down. I don't know who to put on this list because they're all great. I got Cortez Kennedy, uh, Hall of Fame, defense tackle, won defense player of the year. Yep, names down. Was fantastic. Sean Alexander, unbelievable in his time, the numbers he put up. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode, another unbelievable running back. Walter Jones, one of the best tackles of all time. And Bobby Wagner, who's still playing, but uh, basically the heart of that defense. Uh, for the last 10-plus years in Seattle. So the the my top three was Walter Jones, Steve Largent, and Cortez Kennedy. And then my debate was for the fourth one, and I did not want to give it to Russell Wilson. <laughs> I don't want to give it to him either, but he I deserves it. I would put the entire Legion of Boom on the list before I put Russell Wilson on the bench. <laughs> I would put Chancellor... Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman on the Mount Rushmore before I put Russell Wilson on the. Really, Mount you guys Rushmore think Russell Seattle. Wilson should be off that list, huh? I do. The only quarterback to win have, him a Super Bowl. I'd rather have Matt Hassel back on that Mount Rushmore <laughs> over. Russell so we're gonna Wilson. take we're gonna take Russell Wilson off because we hate him as a person. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> The only reason he left Kurt Warder on is because you love him as a person. His stats <laughs> do not justify <laughs> him being on a person. Mount Rushmore. Okay, the Rams. we'll take him off. Let's put. I'm going to put Walter Jones on here because we can all agree on him. Correct. One of the greatest tackles of all time. Yeah. Did you guys know April 30th in the city of Seattle was proclaimed as Walter Jones Day after his retirement in 2010? He was amazing. He was truly was all those years he played. He All right, so we got two uh, spots a, another crazy stat. He uh, started in 180 games. He was only flagged for holding nine times. Amazing. All right, so we have to d- debate for the last two spots. We got Cortez Kennedy, Sean Alexander, Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, and uh, Earl Thomas. I mean, I think Steve Large, Largent, I agree on that. Very huge in Seattle, Steve Largent is. So he needs to be on the Mount Rushmore. Got him. And Sean got Alexander him. needs to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think, I, I agree. Him over Marshawn Lynch, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll put Alexander on there. Then, uh, what are these defense players? Who do you want to put on there? 
My personal favorite is Cam Chancellor, hardest hitting safety I think I've seen. But um, see, Bobby I think Bobby Wagner, Wagner was the heart of that defense. Yeah. So my votes for Bobby Wagner be just because he has he has like you said, Ryan, been the heart for so long. I say we put Richard Sherman on there for what he did to Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll put uh, Bobby Wagner on there. Wow, no, that might be one of the only ones we have without a quarterback on it. All right, Seattle Seahawks, Mount Rushmore, Steve Largent, Walter Jones, Sean Alexander, and Bobby Wagner. Well, the next team, the San Francisco 49ers, I wrote four names down, and I was satisfied with four <laughs> names. And speaking of a team that, uh, we just went from one team that didn't have any good quarterbacks to a team that I have two in the Mount Rushmore. I just do. I have Joe Montana, of course, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, and Ronnie Lott are my four. Disagree with any of those picks? Jay, you're leaning. Who do you have that's better than one of those guys? I know about Ronnie Lott. I know it's Do so... you know about Ronnie Lott, though? <laughs> I read I like all your about hesitation, him. You don't know about Ronnie Lott and how good he was. I those... know, but how do you not put on Terrell Owens? Because the his good years weren't with San Francisco. Hold on, Terrell Owens. How do you not put on Frank freaking Gore, man? Because <laughs> he was hurt the whole time he was there. <laughs> he is he was always the hurt. best running back for the 49ers. I mean, we should just put a third quarterback on and put Jeff Garcia on there. <laughs> Steve Bono. <laughs> oh, my uh. goodness, John. <laughs> Frank Gore. <laughs> Ronnie Lott was the defense when they won. Those championships. He's a, he's a four-time Super Bowl champion, ten-time Pro Bowl selection. Ronnie Lott is a legend. I he, know. He dislocated his finger, and they told him to cut it off and tape it up, and he went back in. How can you not put that guy in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> he cut his finger off to keep playing in a meaningless game. <laughs> I just I watched a reel today of Terrell Owens getting a uh, touchdown in Dallas and then that running was, that ball <laughs> down to the yeah. star and yep. putting it on the logo and starting a brawl. I love it. I just love that energy. He had good energy. He would have been, if Terrell Owens was in today's NFL, he would fit right in. He was too early for his time. Yep. But I didn't hear a good argument to take any of those players off yet. Terrell Owens is not the argument or Frank Gore. Oh, I mean, you seem obsessed with Ronnie Lott, so I'll give it to you. Anybody, anybody <laughs> Willis, Jeff Garcia, Frank Gore. I mean, <laughs> did you really have Jeff Garcia on your list? That just what, you didn't. <laughs> he had better stats than Kurt Warner, probably. <laughs> oh, Wish, John. What is Jeff wrong Garcia. with you? Oh, Ucky Poo. All right, San Francisco 49ers, Mount Rushmore. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, and Steve Young. All right. Honorable that's it. mention of Jeff Garcia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are in, uh, most of you are in your playoffs in fantasy football. Some of you, like me, are leaving the playoffs in fantasy football. 
We're in the hot playoff race in the NFL. So who's going to make it? Stay tuned next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.